0: You are listening to this is Cruise Radio Rewind.
1: Real reviews from real cruisers. Welcome in. My name is Doug Parker. You're listening to Cruise Radio Rewind. And finally, some good news. The CDC has let the no-sale order expire. The cruise ship ban done However, there is a new order in place called a conditional sailing order that cruise lines must adhere to and complete before they can actually have revenue sailings in the United States. And here to talk all about it is cruise industry analyst Stuart Shiron. Hey, buddy.
0: Hey, Doug. How's it going?
1: Good, man. So on October 30th, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control lifted the cruise ship ban for North America operators. But just because the no-sail order has expired and is now lifted, that doesn't necessarily mean cruising will resume within the next couple of weeks, right?
0: No. And realistically, you know, there may be a delay for the next couple of months. There's still a tremendous amount of unpacking that needs to get done, um, you know, between the cruise industry, uh, their their suppliers, uh, they better understand exactly what's going on here. Um, They did not necessarily uh, go with the uh, the healthy plan uh, panels that were, uh, you know, put in place by the, you know, the, the cruise lines to try to help move this forward. Uh, there's a lot of pieces uh, to this, you know, call it a, a puzzle, which just makes it a very complex pu- uh, puzzle. So it's not just as easy as, okay, I mean, by no means was there a green light.
1: A couple of nights ago, I printed this conditional sailing order out, sat down after dinner with a highlighter and marked through this 40-page document, and I actually wrote an article on the website. But I'm curious, what in particular stuck out to you in this 40-page document?
0: Well, the, the first thing is, I mean, it's the testing and more testing, really, um, that is going to you know, be at the forefront uh, of, of what's going to realistically uh, occur here. Now, uh, what the cruise lines are going to have to do, or what the, you know, some of them had planned to do, was run some test cruises in November, once the anticipated, you know, the order uh, was anticipated to expire, um, that uh, they could then bring in some crew, uh, crew, you know, crew some ships. So essentially, those those crew members would have to be quarantined and uh, retrained, you know, put aboard the ships. Um, the ships would then have to be Readied for for passengers, do some test sailings in November, and hopefully, you know, see some revenue sailings in December. But based on what's packed into this order, you know, it may have taken some wind out of the sails. Um, you know, there there may be some test sailings within the, within November or December, Doug. But uh, revenue cruises, um, it may not happen uh, before the end of the year. It's going to be it's going to be close.
1: With this testing, though, uh, as we're talking about COVID testing, now, the, the cruise lines in Europe, they're doing testing, but they're doing antigen testing. Now, all throughout this document, I think like 41 times, it mentions PCR testing. So, a totally different test?
0: Totally different test. One, it's, it's a more expensive test. It's a, it's a more accurate test, and the results can take you know, longer uh, to get depending on the, the equipment. And which is which is a whole, you know, which is a whole other ballgame. But uh, I think what we would probably have to do, you know, we'll we'll see, are going to be shorter sailings. It might be three, four, and five-night sailings for a bit. Um, there may there there certainly will be fewer ports. Which, when you get into some of these other requirements, would be a good thing because. There's going to be a lot of testing. <laughs> so, you know, so let's, you know, so diving right into that, um, you're going to be required to get a, a PCR test anywhere from three to five days prior to the cruise. Then you're going to have to get tested before getting on the ship. And then, believe it or not, I from what I understand, the ports are actually going to require tests before arrival. So if you remember years ago before, let's say, going into St. Thomas or into San Juan, cruise passengers had to submit themselves to U.S. um, customs uh, authorities in in one of the showrooms in order to get uh, some kind of a pass. It was quite cumbersome for cruise passengers to to do that. Plus, I mean, everybody hated it, but it's just what was required uh, at the time. But, you know, here, you know, people are going to have to get tested essentially before, you know, going to each port. So it's, it's going to be quite invasive.
1: Of course, we have a 40 page document just chock full of regulations and benchmarks that the cruise lines have to meet. What do you think the biggest challenge is going to be?
0: Doug, they're going to have to, from my understanding, they're going to be having to uh, test their crew before they get on the ship. They're going to have to quarantine them before they get on the ship. Then they're going to have to quarantine them on the ship. So based on what the preliminary understanding, their crew members are going to be, you know, could be quarantined for up to 28 days before seeing their, you know, and and serving their first pass, you know, helping, uh, you know, with with passengers. So that's why I'm saying that the clock is it's it's ticking and uh, it's it's going to be cumbersome. Look to me, Doug, forward is forward.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> let's you know let's let's get this you know let's let's do what we have to do to try to to get this going so that pitfalls and inconveniences and issues can be identified addressed hopefully negotiated and adjusted to make cruising in 2021 better because as we progress into 2021 you know we're then getting you know we, you know we're still dealing with the, the year-round caribbean season as well as there's a lot of ships that do seasonal then you're uh, could be impacting alaska 2021 um, could be, you know, could be an issue, and you know, you've got people that have booked cruises, and you know, the, the ships could get up there later. Um, there could be fewer ships heading to Alaska. They want to get, they want to do a better job in the Caribbean, um, so there could be more ships in the in the Caribbean. So there's there's all kinds of issues, but there's a great deal of cost involved with just this testing, mm-hmm. let alone the adjustments that they have to make on board the ships.
1: Now, in order for cruise ships to even sail again, they're going to have to get a conditional sailing certificate, which is actually issued from the CDC. If you want to read this whole document, I should say, I have it outlined at cruiseradio.net, the homepage. It's called Explained, the CDC conditional sailing order for cruise ships. But, Stuart, I want to ask you, is it just between the cruise line and the the CDC, or are more people involved?
0: Doug, so everyone's got their hands in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this is just this is just the requirements for the cruise lines to be able to enter U.S. waters. So they can, you know, so if the cruise lines want to restart, let's say from Miami and also Port Canaveral, they have to adhere to all of those guidelines. But they're also going to obviously, you know, one of the one of many wonderful things about cruising is visiting different places. So every one of those uh, different places um would have to you know have their own um health conditions so a lot of them will essentially go along with whatever the cdc says but then they also have their own requirements i mean that's why i said earlier about having their own test, you know having to be tested each passenger is going to have to be you know could be tested before each and every port that the ship visits which means realistically for a while there's going to be reduced ports because one there's a there's a lot of expense and not all of these countries are going to adhere to the CD's policies. They may be more stringent with the the cruise lines and there may be issues with, you know, okay, for example, with the requirements for shore excursions to be done in a bubble like they're doing in Europe. The countries in the Caribbean may may have may take uh, well let's just say uh they may be um, quite against that kind of requirement. Why? Because the, these these islands are essentially dependent on cruise passengers for their shopping, the taxi cabs. Um, you know, taking. Uh, you know, there's a lot of companies offering tours that would that may not be part of this uh, bubble, and it may cause issues in certain ports, and therefore, you know, ports may say, "Well, if." if your pastors are not going to be able allowed to visit our shops, eat in our restaurants. Then we don't want you. To. We're not dealing with floating hospitals. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we're going on these cruises for fun, floating resorts, uh, enjoyable experiences with with other people. You know, we're not looking for a, a virtual experience. You know, you you want to, but you, you want to be able to do it in a, in a healthy atmosphere. Which, if you've been on a cruise, as you and I both have, you know, we're we're confident that the cruise lines will adjust and continue to offer I mean, cruising was healthy before, um, and it's, it's going to be an even healthier experience. But, you know, let, let's say, you know, you take a look at you know, what's gone in Vegas when you had uh, a month or so a couple months ago that, uh, you know, one of the resorts there had you know, 548 cases mm-hmm. and, and, and people are, are listening to your show right now saying, Oh my God, I didn't hear that. Well, of course not 548 cases. Uh, at, a, at, a, at a hotel, but you didn't hear anything. But if one person on one ship had it, it's an international incident.
1: Let me go back to the cruise ports for a second, because you said something that kind of stuck out. You said we could see issues in certain ports. Would you mean like maybe the local shop owners and excursion operators, you know, doing strikes and blocking roads?
0: It's very possible. Yeah.
1: Okay. I kind of thought you were very saying
0: possible. that. Because, you know, these people are dependent in generating, you know, their their revenue from tourism. And here you have a a ship bringing in you know passengers who also want to you know go shopping and, and experience uh, the restaurants and the shops and and the different tours to different parts of 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 these islands uh, or countries in the, in the Caribbean, and they may be there may be serious restrictions. Speaking, so not everybody's going to be able to benefit from it.
1: Along the lines of excursions and ports, we've already seen two cruise lines over in Europe boot two people off their ships because they strayed during a crash or excursion. Do you think we'll see that here?
0: Inevitably, there's going to be someone who's going to think they could slip away and, and do their own thing uh, and, uh, and get denied boarding. It's, it's inevitable. Someone, someone will do it. It's also a question of how well the cruise lines will be able to Shape the the shipboard and you know port experiences for for cruise passengers as well. But it's in, unfortunately it's inevitable. Someone's going to try to uh, you know play the game. They'll get denied. But uh, it is amazing how. On MSC, for example, that uh, it only took one time, Mm -hmm. and they've had 100% compliance.
1: When I was reading this, I came across the passenger requirements for simulated voyages, which is saying that the cruise ship must do at least one simulated voyage for each ship basically demonstrating the ability to be able to mitigate the risk of a virus on board but it, it's saying that they want people 18 and up and to participate voluntarily so do you think the cruise lines might be reaching out to cruisers to be test dummies
0: these these people could also be crew members too
1: okay gotcha
0: there's various things uh, that, that, that could be done i mean look i'm you know we're, there's a lot of very excited people to be able to to get out but uh, by no means is this going to be easy mm-hmm. and it's not going to be pleasant i mean if you recall uh you know i could tell you that it took on the first uh, msc cruise doug it took three hours mm-hmm. to get on board the ship from entering the terminal which runs contrary to um you know from uh what was it from curb to ship in in less than 10 minutes which was what we were trying. You know, the cruise lines were trying to do to get you know people as quickly on board the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going to take a while. And the very first cruises uh, are are going to take a long time while they try to assess and um, you know deal with coming up with solutions to kind of speed things up. So you know we've all seen. Well, you know there's there's a time on our boarding pass for us to show up um, going forward. At least for the short term, I mean they're not going to be kidding. Um, people are going to need to respect those times and follow it, or you could actually have, you know, extended waiting times, but it's it's a process, you know, in order to get through it, in order to try to get, you know, get a better, a better, more efficient experience for 2021, you know, we need to start dealing with all of these issues in 2020, uh, as soon as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, before, you know, we've talked of, about uh, certain issues, certain times where, you know, we need to pack a load of patients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. this, uh, you know, if, if we do have the opportunity to cruise in 2020, um, yeah, we're going to be, you know, we have to be understanding and, and deal with uh, a load of patients there, too.
1: Yeah, it sounds like no stone is going to go unturned with these simulated voyages. I mean, it has listed here uh, embarkation and debarkation, including terminal check-in, onboard activities, including dining and entertainment, private island shore excursions. Um, You're going to do evacuation procedures. Also, a simulated transfer of a positive COVID patient um, from crew cabins to isolation rooms. Also, a dry run of quarantining everyone on the cruise ship. So it seems like these simulated voyages, um, one, they're needed, but two, they're going to cover everything.
0: Yes, and what what also that they're they're working with each of these ports to be able to do is to offload passengers that are diagnosed with having coronavirus on board and getting them off the ship so that the rest of the ship uh, is not impacted and can continue on with the cruise. So I mean, there's a a lot of stuff. That, that are going on and they've had the lines themselves, forget the CDC, the lines themselves, Doug, have been dealing with the, you know, each and every uh, bit of the cruise experience for months. Uh, you, know, while, you know, while we've had this pause, they, they have not been sitting idly by, uh, just kind of waiting for this moment. Um, I believe that the inc- concerted efforts of the cruise industry, has culminated to get us to this point. Uh, otherwise, I mean, had they had they had they been uh, passive, Doug, uh, this this could have gone well. We, we this conversation you and I are having right now, mm-hmm. trying to get on a ship into you know, let's say in twenty twenty, would have been you know trying to do it in twenty twenty one.
1: Just to be real here, somebody on some ship is going to get through that barrier of testing and temperature checks and what have you. So. We have a positive case on a cruise ship. The industry shuts down again?
0: The hope is not. And that's mm-hmm. what all these procedures are. Now, it is, it is important to understand, Doug, that it is inevitable that there will be passengers, not on every sailing, but there will be some passengers on some sailing mm-hmm. that will be uh, diagnosed with COVID. You know, we've seen, you know, we've seen previous sailings that were false positives, then we have positives that uh, you know turned into negatives, uh, that as a result of, of of testing. But the reality is that it's there's there's no way to make anything 100%. It will happen, and it's just a question of how well they can they can minimize and mitigate the uh, the illnesses and in the, in the passengers, and how quickly they can you know get them off the ship, and you know so that the, the rest of the passengers and the ships. Are not negatively impacted for the duration of, of the cruise. And I could tell you that I know that the cruise lines are working diligently to try to make the experience not only is safe for the passengers and crew, the ships, but also the ports that they're visiting. But uh, it's going to take some time. And, you know, they have to go and continue to progress um, with the, the realistic um, notion that there is no magic vaccine that uh, we are going to be dealing with COVID for, you know, whatever period of time, and they have to figure a way to minimize the impact, uh, inconvenience, uh, you know, to to the passengers on board.
1: Looking at the marine tracker, there are a lot of ships right now that are off the coast of Florida or docked in Port Miami. Will those ships have a leg up on being able to get back to sailing faster than, say, those in the Bahamas right now or laid up in Europe?
0: Well, the ones in the Bahamas are the same as you know theoretically as the ones that are in and out of Miami and Port, Port Canaveral. They're mm-hmm. they're only coming in to refuel and replenish supplies, and then they then they all they all head back out. I mean, there's none that are permanently docked at this point. Um, but the there are the cruise lines. You know, there are only a few Doug that uh, would even be in a position to attempt to resume sailings in uh, in 2020. So, you know, they they already have their handful of specific ships that they, they you know, let's say Carnival and Royal um, Celebrity, for example, have already identified which ships that they plan, they would plan to do this, do this testing and resume some kind of a schedule, you know, and then heading into 21. So there are ships that are specifically slotted for this testing uh, to move forward.
1: Well, in closing, an estimated return to cruise?
0: Hopefully, you know, we'll see something in, hopefully, in December. You know, realistically, I think the earliest we'll see is, is really January, uh, hopefully um, January, and, uh, you know, moving into February. And then as these ships, these handful of ships on a handful of sailings progress, the experience becomes better, it, you know the process becomes more efficient and uh simpler and then you have certain you'll have other other ships being brought online and then you'll have other cruise lines um that that will then you know be able to do their testing and then bring their ships online so it's it's gonna take it's gonna it is gonna take a while i mean you have cruise lines that cater toward a more senior type of a passenger or a more seasoned type of a passenger that, you know, tend to have a longer sailing. So sailings on like Holland and Princess may take a little bit longer into 21 than you would with a carnival, a Royal a Celebrity, or even an NCL.
1: All right, cruise industry analyst Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy from cruiseguy.com. Also, if you want a full breakdown of this order, you can check it out at cruiseradio.net, as I mentioned earlier. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you.
0: Hey, my pleasure.
1: Before we go, I just want to mention one thing. I had an email a couple of days ago from a listener, and she said that she's been listening for 11 years, which is crazy to me, but she never realized that there was a website until her friend forwarded her an article from Cruise Radio. So cruiseradio.net, in case in case you didn't realize we had a website as well that's there with our day-to-day cruise news stories and also some research articles there as well once again cruiseradio.net all right we'll talk to you on thursday protect yourselves and your neighbors and take care during these difficult times for the travel industry cruise radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life from the captains and crew to travel agents tour to operators Vendors and Port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you impact each and every day.